On this episode of Arisen, we sit down with Emily and celebrate her ordination, as well as talk about why this is an important event, not only for Emily and her family, but also for all of us at Arise. We're so excited that you decided to join us today for Arisen. Welcome back to another episode of Arisen. My name is Drew Entz. I'm the Ministry Director at Arise Campus Ministry. And we have the newly reverendized Emily Williams with us. Reverend Williams, how are you doing today? I was waiting for the first time I would be addressed in a casual conversation as the Reverend Emily Williams. And this is it. It just happened. Um, I'm doing great. And um, yeah, doesn't hasn't really hit me yet, but... I am the newly uh, reverendized. We can add that to the um, to the ordination vocabulary book of terms to be used. It's great. This Saturday, this past week, January 29th, um, I've been ordained for two days. So tell us a little bit about what happened, how it felt, maybe a little bit about your process for yeah. people that may not know the whole story. Yes. Well... I will say it felt incredibly uh, meaningful. I mean, it felt like an enormous relief to hit this point because, and I can share a little bit about the process. So I am a um, seminary graduate. I graduated seminary with my MDiv in 2018. For those of you who um, do not um, maybe graduate college or graduate whatever and think to yourself, man, I should have maybe pursued this, that, or that. It's not too late because I started the ordination journey completely like post my seminary journey. Typically, these are done side by side. Typically, you pursue ordination while you're in seminary. So I was out two years out of seminary. um, And so I was sort of a guinea pig of um, what do we do with people who are serving communities and are through seminary but want to get ordained? And so... I um, was sort of an experiment of how do we mess with the with the time requirements, and because of that, there is a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknowns, a lot of I had I had absolutely no idea how long my timeline was going to be. And anyone who was like this, I I prefer I want all the information. I like to be in control, and so my ordination journey was a, a lesson in trusting God, surrendering control. And it was about, I mean, it wasn't long. I have, I, in hindsight, it was a very accelerated process. It was about a year and a half. And typically it's at least three. I really tried to lean in um, as I got ordained to arise on this past Saturday. Um, By the way, it was also a week calling for severe snowstorms. And January, 2022, if you're listening to this years down the line and don't, cannot relate with this, COVID uh, had surged. By the time I got to my ordination and I was standing there kind of hearing the declaration of ordination, I really had tried. I was forced to lean into the fact that this has been God's. um, God has been leading this process. I am not in control of the weather, of the world, of this process. Um, And so that were those were my main kind of feelings was like leaning into what God is doing 
and trusting that and surrendering that. So very exciting weekend. Thank you again for allowing me to be a part of it. And Mm -hmm. I wanted, you know, just to celebrate with you and uh, for students that may not have been able to be there with you, just be able to hear a little bit about that journey and what that was like. Mm -hmm. Can you briefly describe what is ordination? Because it's one of those Mm -hmm. fancy words that we know is important. It sounds a lot like graduation, but it's not. So what is ordination? Yes, ordination is... um, So we had a a part in our service where we named um, that our our kind of call and response is just this. There are a variety of gifts. There are a variety of ways of serving the church. There are a variety of ways of just being empowered. But there's one spirit. There's one God who gives all of them. And in order for the church to continue to be governed and uh, for people to be offering sacraments and for sermons to be preached and for pastoral care to be offered and hospital visits to be made, um, we have ordained ministers that are equally as important um, as all of the all of the people in the church. But when you are ordained, it is um, you're stepping into the gifts that God has given you. And my title is or, uh, a minister of word, preaching, preaching the gospel, living out the gospel, and sacrament. Sacraments are like communion, offering the bread and the wine. Maybe you want to be baptized. That's what ordination draws you into. Well, it's this process of validation as well, right? Of a church body saying, we see these gifts and you have the knowledge and are rooted enough in our tradition that we give you that license to to go and do we we recognize this and so you're you're ordained to go and do exactly what you named as well as to continue the order of the church and denomination and it's the set apart space for those leaders who are called to those things well set apart there's a like in the word for consecrated is like quite literally set apart and so it is kind of this idea of just serving the church in this unique way. Yeah, that's well said. I think one thing that you said that's really important is it's no more important than anything else. It's just, again, this this idea of, hey, we need people to do this this role within our faith <laughs> as well. And so I, I think that your nation really helped, for me, really think through, you know, what does it really mean to be unified, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you didn't have just other ordained people serving in your ordination. You had uh, the, the other branch is laity, which means non-ordained mm-hmm. church leaders and, and things like that, at least in, in my tradition, which is United Methodist. So we're, we're kind of mm-hmm. talking two separate worlds, very similar, but there are some differences. But being able to have people who are, are laity to come and be a part of the service, to have it be ecumenical, uh, we had p- representatives from different denominations there to be a part of it. And I think one major thing, which I, I don't usually think about because we have women clergy in our denomination mm-hmm. as well, but it may have been the first time that we, some of these persons, uh, students, others who have seen a woman be ordained, because that's not typical in a lot of denominations. Um, I think that's another really special and, and important thing to name as well is that these denominations that we serve at Arise celebrate 
recognize and affirm the ordination of women as well. Yeah, that was something that didn't really dawn on me until we mentioned that in one of our leadership meetings, because much like you, it's just sort of a given because it is in my denomination. But I forget that uh, many denominations, including those that operate on campus, you know, that's not that's not their theology. And it's really important to me to give, you know, our students, we have some students who've gone on to divinity school and seminary who are campus ministers now it's really meaningful to me to model that, that God does empower all of God's people. It is just really important to name that and to celebrate that as well, the ways in which God works through amazing mm-hmm. people. I mean, again, our students would not be where they are without you. And um, yeah. and certainly in my own faith journey, I would not be where I am without a great number of clergy women and, and men who mm-hmm. have come before mm-hmm. and said, hey, you know, we're going to be a part of this. Um, and also uh, our denominations, all but one, um, recognize and celebrate LGBTQ plus yep. ordination as well. And so the other one's getting there. We're just taking a little yep. bit longer for that one. Yep. But everyone else is there and celebrating it as well. And I think that that's really beautiful when you can look at leadership and see a, a great diversity in ex- life experiences yep. and who and identities in all kinds of different things. And so I think that that's really important to just name as well. Yeah. And that's partly, I mean, that's why it was so important to me. We had Arise students in the front rows reserved for Arise. And that was really special to have them witness and, and just kind of proclaim that truth to them literally through the service happening um, that God is empowering all of God's people to ministry of all kinds. Well, one passage that, really kind of hit me as we were thinking about unity because in order to have really healthy community we have this unity right it's it's about being together and really focusing on the things that really matter not that unity is a false like we all pretend like we agree about everything it's not cult but instead it is this idea of like hey we're coming together to do the best we can and Mm -hmm. and what is it that we can agree on and i found this really i think important verse from Colossians chapter three, verses 14 and 15, where it says above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in the one body and be thankful. Mm-hmm. And I think again, thinking about ordination as a part of the body, right? Not everything, but, but also recognizing how important it is. And we were there to celebrate you, to celebrate the ways in which God has loved you and a community has loved you at Arise and beyond and really just give thanks. And so, as you said, Mm -hmm. students are awesome. It was great to have them there. They were so appreciative and kind. And the stole that you wore in the middle of the service is actually given Mm -hmm. to you by Arise students. So Arise was fully represented and obviously the fact that I'm getting ordained to arise was sort of front and center but I think just that in and of itself is a um, illustration of that verse you know arise brings together so many different communities I work with arise takes me into ecumenical places so um, that's and that's one of my absolute favorite things about this community and about the work I get to do here and it was very important to me to represent that through ecumenical, uh, ecumenical, we talked about, I don't know if we've 
define that that's my other fancy word that's my that's my last fancy word for the day we just we had this conversation at a kiosk uh last week during kickoff weekend ecumenical just means um it's a way of saying all the all the churches beyond just one denomination and yeah that verse is really living that out is very important to me do you have any closing thoughts or anything else that you want to share with everyone as we bring this celebration episode and conversation around ordination and what it means. Um, well, I mean, this is how I closed my service was this is, um, you talked about this at the beginning, a community that is val- a community validates the call and a community also helps sort of name the call. They help to sustain the call. They help to encourage me as I pursue the call. So really it's a day it's a celebration of God calling me, but in God, God's only called me through the community. So my final words um, in a roundabout way are just thank you to the students who have encouraged me and I mean, like just embraced me as part of this community and allowed me to be a, you know, your pastor and what, you know, one of your campus ministers and your presence on campus, because that is how I have discerned God's call. So this is a communal day. This is a mark of a community's journey um, and not just my own. This is the part of, this is, this is something you are all a part of as well. Well, Emily, congratulations again. And we are looking forward to having two ordained ministers at Arise and all the great ministry that we will continue to do. We're not beginning anything new, um, nope. but we're going to continue to do that great work alongside our wonderful students and student leaders. So we're really excited yep. for that. Yep, it's going to be a great rest of the semester. I'm so happy that I can enjoy it, and it's also done. Um, Now I can just pour my heart into the students and not worry about snowstorms and uh, all that stuff. Well, thank you to each one of you for listening. And again, congratulations and thank you to Reverend Emily Williams. uh, Thank you, Reverend Drew Enns. That's old old news. My, my certificate is old. For anyone who's wondering, we had students who said, what do we call you now? And um, I just said, what do you call Drew? He is a reverend. You call him Drew. You can call me Emily. You can call me whatever you want to call me, but let this be your permission that you can call me whatever you want, and I will not be offended or disappointed. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.